My name is Richard Henry, and you're listening to the COVID-19 Challenge podcast. So as we discussed earlier, the um, virus gains entry into cells in our body that express ACE2. And these are cells that are involved in the renin angiotensin system, which are tasked with maintaining our seawater environment in our bodies. And so that's both the water, water content, salt content, uh, pH, uh, osmolality. We put all, put all those together. You want, to, you want our cells to be bathed in seawater. And so the cells that are trying to create that environment are both uh, some of our epithelial cells, which are connecting us to the outside world, and those are found in our lungs and our kidneys and our gut. And then there are also the endothelial cells, blood vessels, which are going to uh, maintain perfusion and get that seawater to, to, to the tissue uh, in just the right amount. So not too much and not, not too little. <coughs> um, the way the seawater environment is maintained is by increasing sodium um, and water retention. So we, we conserve sodium when we're low and um, and water with it and we exchange sodium ions for potassium and magnesium and uh, so we our kidneys are signaling when, when we're short we produce angiotensin 2 aldosterone which then gets those epithelial cells and those endothelial epithelial cells to to hang on to salt and water um, and that works really well in a in a in, a, in an animal that is is is, is healthy and there's one state, disease state, one of many in which this becomes abnormal. Um, and as we mentioned, that um, uh, unfortunately there were only two systems available to maintain to really work on perfusion. And so, um, as we developed the ability to store fat, and mammals could lay down really large deposits of fat, this fat needed also to be perfused. So during those times of being overweight and, and, and being, as I call, fat, um, that, that body needs to increase its blood pressure uh, and cardiac output to, to service this um, much bigger body. And because fat is poorly perfused, um, we need a higher pressure. And that is really um, one of the hallmarks of modern disease is being overweight and having high blood pressure. So <clears throat> here we are living with um, uh, in this situation where some of us um, have um, increased use of the renin angiotensin system and um, that those cells targeted by that system are expressing ACE2, which is a, a protease enzyme. So it's a, it's a protein in the membrane that literally is, it acts like a pair of scissors and it cuts up other proteins. And so it's editing the message from the renin angiotensin system to try harder and it basically saying, no, this cell is tired, this cell has done enough, this cell says, I'm not taking these orders anymore and literally trashes the order, cuts it up into a different order, which then allows the cell to downregulate and actually work less. <coughs> so it's, it's just it's a way of saying, I'm taking a break, I'm taking a timeout. So you could actually call ACE2 this, the uh, timeout protease, um, which is trying to get some homeostasis and some balance and say, yes, I hear that fat cells need more perfusion, but I particularly, I myself, have had enough and I'm going to take some time out and downregulate, otherwise I will die. Um, so then, as we're living in this state, you can prolong your life um, 
on your own without medications um, by expressing ACE2, even though you're grossly overweight and, and not exercising. Interestingly enough, the medicines that work best in, in, um, in our pharmacological um, approach to uh, obesity and uh, metabolic syndrome, which is sort of aldosterone-mediated, are to use drugs that actually interfere with renin-angiotensin system and downgrade it just as ACE2 does. Um, and so we, we've sort of come across this system uh, bit by bit as we, as, we come, as we understand it and we produce um, pharmaceutical agents that work within the system um, with, with, with good results and, in fact, increasingly surprisingly good results. So let's get back to the virus. So the virus targets those ACE2 expressing cells, uh, uses them to get inside the cell and actually actually cuts up the ACE2. Although ACE2 is a pair of scissors, it, can also, it is a protein, and so uh, through <coughs> the mechanism of viral entry, ACE2 gets, gets just cut, cut, cut in half, pulls back into cell, is, is uh, destroyed in the process. And um, the cell then gains entry, the virus gains entry into the cell, and uh, starts to replicate. And this particular virus has, has been gifted with another protein that acts as a silencer and keeps the cell's innate immune system or its own policing system um, nice and quiet. Um, and so the cell, the virus can get about replicating and produce lots and lots of foreign proteins that would normally uh, excite the interest of the, of the um, Immune, of the innate immune system within the cell, the policing system, to go and, and stop those activities. The, the virus gets about replicating and doing its business um, while it still stays nice and quiet. About a week later, the um, <clears throat> cell now starts to, the different infected cells start to be able to mount a response and um, start to signal the, uh, set off the alarm system and we get inflammation. So that's going to raise our temperature, increase cardiac output, um, activate a lot of immune cells to, to both replicate and make more, as well as head to the, to the site of the infection. So you'll get you know, white cells rushing over, <coughs> um, called in, and they start the fight. And the aim is to both uh, immobilize um, the virus and, and kill it, um, to make armamentarium, so antibodies to that virus as quickly as possible, and also in, this, in the case where some cells are just too far gone and too infected, the cell just, those cells just get destroyed. It's almost like they get bombed, and, um, and there's just a crater left in the ground. Now, when that happens, when there's too many bombs dropped, that whole tissue is, is um, destroyed, can't function, <coughs> and that's where you end up with disease. So remember, this is how this immune system is activating just as that same cell um, has lost ACE2 and is being driven now by more eldest, uh, higher aldosterone effect and an angiotensin II effect. It's no longer able to downregulate that signal. And that signal is also a driver for inflammation. So we now have a viral-driven inflammation and a Elder, angiotensin to aldosterone-driven inflammation occurring at the same cell at the same time. And this is where it can become overwhelming, and it's just it's too much for that system to bear, and it fails. Um, the key to understanding the, multi, the 
that it's a multi-system disease is in fact that it's not really a multi-system disease. It's a, it's a systemic disease with, uh, within the renin-angiotensin system that occurs in different organs. And we've, we've learned to understand medicine through different organs, your digestive system, your cardiovascular system. <coughs> but in fact, the renin-angiotensin system is one system that just works in, in different parts of our body. So this is a, a single system disease. Uh, it's the endothelial cells and blood vessels that, that get destroyed, that get inflamed, that in their inflamed condition they create responses, and then eventually when they get destroyed, you, they actually, they've gone missing, they, and um, that endothelium has now has little holes in it uh, through which fluid can leak, so the blood vessels become leaky. And when you leak fluid out of blood vessels, the surrounding tissue becomes uh, full of uh, fluid um, and, sort of, uh, and becomes edematous. We call that edema, which is swelling. In that swollen state, it doesn't function well. So in the lungs, when you get uh, pulmonary edema or lung edema, it's hard for oxygen to traverse um, from the airspace into the blood vessels. So you get hypoxia. You have difficulty m moving those lungs because they're, they're heavy and wet. <coughs> and... Um, you go into respiratory failure, you have trouble oxygenating, uh, even with high oxygen concentrations, and you, eventually you can die from literally respiratory failure. Equally, those little blood vessels in the heart, um, which are perfusing the cardiac muscle, become leaky. You get interstitial fluid in the heart muscle with edema, and that's going to affect the critical uh, salt levels, potassium uh, especially, uh, which then affects conductivity. And so the heart then uh, develops arrhythmias and sudden death occurs because the heart suddenly stops um, from, from, uh, from an arrhythmia. This may, the serum electrolytes may be normal, but in an edematous heart they would be grossly abnormal. Um, so doctors will try and maintain a normal... Uh, electrolyte balance and, and hoping that, that this will settle before the patient dies. <coughs> um, the other thing um, that occurs is, is that we get an increase in, in clotting factors um, from, from all, all of, the, of, of the things we've talked about. They all conspire to increase um, blood clotting ability um, because it's, the, it's, it's part of the sort of a survival process is that when you when you when you start to um, you get injured or you get hurt or you get sick, you you, you can end up with bleeding, and so you get, we get a hypercoagulable state where you form clots, but you also then run out of co of coagulation factors. So you may make clots initially, but then you actually end up with a bleeding disorder as well. Um, again, this would seem to be a multi-system disease, but it's not. It's all the same system.